Welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello. Holy smokes. Today is an interesting one. It's been a while since I've had something uh, that has so much social heat around it as this topic. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking directly about Kanye West, his decision to wear a a White Lives Matter shirt. Uh, He was actually seen uh, on more than one occasion, it looks like. He, uh, He was seen with Candace Owens, who also wore a White Lives Matter shirt. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm going to start by gauging, uh, the social reaction that I'm seeing. Uh, some people, uh, are reacting with the, oh, it's about time. Um, some people are reacting with the holy smokes. This is stupid. Um, I can't believe he would do such a thing. Uh, but the more common things that I'm seeing is people are saying that it's dangerous, dumb, and that he's just trolling, so it's marketing. And I want to address those things. Uh, And at the end, I'm going to give you my therapeutic suggestions of what to do with this from here. Uh, So the question, first question, is it dangerous? Uh, Potentially, uh, it could be dangerous. Uh, I'll explain why I think that here in a few minutes. Uh, Here's another way of looking at it, though. If we ask ourselves, is Wearing a shirt that says white lives matter, if that's dangerous, then should we be asking the same question about the black lives matter shirts and attire? To me, it seems like a worthy question to ask. Now, you may come up with different answers for each. I totally get it. And to not ask the question because of some predisposed idea you have in your mind uh, that's that's ignorance. That's that's not okay. Uh, we we have to ad- address this at some point and in some fashion that is good and healthy. And if we ask questions about one side and not the other, uh, that that's just inappropriate. What we should be doing is asking that question, um, and we should be saying, and if it's dangerous, what might make it dangerous? Like really, what's dangerous about it? Oh, there's some things that could be dangerous about it. Uh, The things that I see right off the bat is it puts race front and center, making people in the community, in the world that we live in, see color first and prioritize color first. We should be not doing that. We should be looking at people as a whole. Uh, That that is, uh, when we're looking about social... uh, uh, equity uh, over time as we're moving forward and hopefully growing and becoming better. That's really what we ought to be doing. Uh, it encourages racial lines. It encourages the divide. And that's a problem. Like we don't want more divide. There's already plenty of divide. And is there injustice? Yes, there's injustice. Uh, but dividing further, 
isn't going to correct the injustice. Uh, We need to uh, unite and come together, which I'll get into later. Here's another risk that makes it dangerous. We don't talk about it well. I mean, in general, like I know there are exceptions. Maybe you are one of them and maybe you can uh, have a, a reasonable conversation and do a good job. But most people, if we're really paying attention, do not do it well. And finally, another potential danger is that it raises negative emotion on all kinds of racial lines. It could be, you know, uh, uh, white on white crime, black on black crime, white on black crime, black on white crime. It could be, you know, and, and I'm only using white and black. We got all kinds of different races. We've got Asians, we've got uh, Mexicans, we've got, I mean, you name it, we've got it. And that's the beauty of what we have here in the United States is it's truly probably one of the closer uh, melting pots that the world has ever been able to witness and see. And we have got a responsibility as a result of that. And we've got to be careful about the emotions as they come that we don't divide us further and go all strictly to the negative, negative, negative. You know, that, that is a danger. So the next question was, is it dumb? Uh, you know, I'm going to be honest. Uh, the jury's out on that one. I don't know. I think it really depends um, on whether we decide to uh, communicate more effectively or whether we decide to emote and just become crazy chaotic people again. Uh, That's what we saw last time. So I'm honestly, I'm a little bit concerned, but uh, I'm not afraid. I I just I think we've got to pay attention and we got to do it better this time than we did last time. Is it good marketing? Well, Many people suggest that any news is good news. If you can make the page, the front page, you're doing something right. I don't know if I buy that. Uh, you know, we can go for gimmicks. I mean, sometimes gimmicks make the front page, uh, but they're just gimmicks. Uh, they might give you a, a, a flash in the pan, but they're not sustainable. Well, Kanye West has a lot of social clout. Um, he has social power. And the result of that is... Uh, It is unique at this point that he is choosing to go down this path because he already has the social influence that many of us don't have. I know I don't have. So the jury's out. I'm not sure yet. Uh, You know, if it encourages good, positive communication, then it'd be not only great marketing, but it would be really helpful uh, in terms of social movement uh, in a healthy direction. So I'm going to tell you the possible risks that I see right off the bat too. Obviously, right off the bat, I'm going, well, you know, when emotions go way up, so does, you know, our ability to see accurately. It it, it diminishes our ability to see accurate. So we could get more riots, more hate speech, uh, policy changes with politics and law that are maybe unhealthy. Uh, They they push the pendulum, you know, further than is uh, appropriate. Um, and we ultimately could end up with further divide. Those are the risks as I see them right off the bat. And again, this is pretty fresh and new. And so, uh, you know, I'd love your feedback. I'd like to know what you think I'm missing. Um, but those are, those are clear right from the beginning. Possible rewards, a chance for change in the conversation. 
I think that this is a great opportunity if we look at it from that vantage point. It could encourage empathy, love, uh, and that would be fantastic. I mean, imagine if, if we start seeing each other more accurately because we empathize and we slow down and we pay attention to the damage of the messages that we have sent in the past at times, right? Like that would be good on all sides. Empathy is very helpful. It could encourage uh, policy changes in the laws and the politics, uh, that could be a, a really positive outcome. Uh, you know, I, I know it made both the risks and the possible rewards section, but the truth is it could go either way. It really depends on how well we handle ourselves and manage ourselves, not manage each other. I'm going to clear that up here in just a minute as well, but manage ourselves in this process. If we manage ourselves well, this could be really positive. If we don't, this could be really negative. And the final biggest reward I can see out there as a possibility, man, we could unite beyond racial lines. Like that would be, in my world, I would love that. Uh, I know that there are many, many of you out there who would also love that. And yet we're not going to get there if we aren't willing to take the risk and have the conversation. So I want to tell you what it is that I think we ought to do. And this is a therapeutic take. So if I had something like this come into my office, I'm going to offer you an outline that I would go over with a client. Number one, I routinely encourage clients, don't waste an opportunity. If something like this is sitting right in front of you, uh, yes, we will get another opportunity later on if we don't do it perfect. I get that. But we don't want to waste this one. And doing nothing is something. If you choose to be passive and ignore this, you are choosing to do nothing. And that changes the conversation in some way or another. Number two, ask yourself, what is the desired outcome? If you don't know what you want, entering the conversation is foolish. You, you must know what your desired outcome is. It's like going into a conversation with your boss and having no idea what you're talking about. You're better off to not enter that conversation at all until you know what you want. So I'm going to offer some ideas. Should this be a focus on race? on skills, or I'm going to offer a third possibility. What is the priority for you? For me, it's really clear. For me, it's how do we build better relationships and create unity when there is a potential divide that exists? It's, it's growth. It's about growth and relationships, right? Like that's, that's what I would turn to. So if I go into a conversation and it gets away from those things, then I'm going to start to ask myself, okay, what am I supposed to do in this conversation? Because if somebody else comes in with a different agenda, that's great. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But in that situation, if they have a different agenda than I have, then it's my responsibility to hear them. I do not have to agree. But hear and empathize. Try to see it as if I'm them, which I'll get to again here in a minute. Uh, 
Number three, talk about it. Come from a place of care, love above all else, but talk about it. If we choose not to have the conversations, we are going to miss an opportunity again. We're going to miss a growth opportunity, a chance to get better, a chance to develop new healthy relationships across racial lines. We must talk about it. Ignoring it isn't going to work. And when I say talk about it, I am not talking about going onto Twitter and putting your opinion out there. No, you don't need that. That's garbage. What we need to do is talk about it. That means go find somebody who has a different view than you and learn from them. That's what I mean when I say talk about it. Do your part to grow the conversation, not just to hear the echo chamber. And number four, control your emotions. Now you, Some of you have a hard time with this as it is, but... I'm going to give you a little outline for that, controlling your emotions. Number one, enter the conversation with good intention from the beginning. It changes everything when you come in with good intention. So that's a starting point. Number two, take a timeout if necessary. It is okay to say, I need a break when we're having hard and appropriately hard conversations. That's okay. That's actually beneficial. It shows people how to manage hard conversations. Number three, acknowledge the emotion accurately as it surfaces. Hey, look, if you get upset with somebody, say, hey, look, that right there, that upset me. And here's why. You can acknowledge it and still choose a behavior that is good and healthy and appropriate. Absolutely. You do not have to default to the emotion that surfaces and let it control you. You can balance your heart's desire, your heart's emotion with your head. And this is a great opportunity to practice that. Number four is just that. Balance your head and heart. If you find yourself going completely theoretical, that doesn't take into the uh, account the practical application. Theory doesn't always play out perfectly. Matter of fact, most of the time it doesn't play out perfectly in application. And so you've got to leave room for the heart to speak and the mind to think. Those are both important. If you start leaning too hard in one direction or the other, you're going to cause issues that don't need to exist. Okay. Number five on the uh, therapeutic suggestions. So we're moving on from the control of your emotions to number five. It says, stay focused on the part you can positively influence. That's what my note says. And why? Because there's definitely going to be more things that matter to you than you're going to be able to influence. Like, I want world peace. Am I going to be able to create world peace with my level of influence? No. Not going to happen. I can do my part to create a nugget of peace between the relationships that I have by being willing to have hard conversations in healthy ways. That's something I can do. And that's what I'm doing right here. I'm trying to have the hard conversation in a healthy way. Number six, I know it's a bit redundant, 
But I have to say it again. It's super important, not just to me, but in order to have the right conversation, it's, it's a critical component in terms of the therapeutic approach. Empathy must stay in the interaction. If you find yourself blaming, being a victim, something of that nature, those red flags that I often talk about, you, you got to reset and say, okay, wait a minute. One, why am I doing that? And two, what is their experience of this conversation? Their past, their present, their future hopes and fears. That empathy will change the conversation. So as I'm summarizing here, uh, I'm left with this. Please, please remember. Don't take on the victim mentality. For example, I'll tell you a little story before we go this time. When I was a kid, I was poor. It would be very easy for me to say, well, I started from a different starting spot than probably 95% of the American population. I did. That is a reality. We grew up, we were very poor when I was a child. And there are benefits to that. To say that I'm the victim because uh, of being poor as a child is silly. That would be me taking on the victim mentality. Now, I'm not going to do that. And I encourage you not to do that. If you were a victim of some scenario, for instance, poverty, then you don't have to keep that mindset. You can change that mindset and say, look, I'm not going to be the victim. And you can go into the world and you will approach things in a very different way. So don't take on the victim mindset. Don't take it on if you're black, if you're white, if you're brown. Don't take it on if you're Asian or you're Russian or anything. Don't take it on. Refuse to take on the victim mentality. Because at the end of the day, you are unique just like I am unique. And yes, you have a race and I have a race and you have a culture and I have a culture and you have uh, an economic status and I have an economic status. But at the end of the day, if you and I communicate and we communicate effectively and I understand you and you understand me, man, that's when love can come to a bloom. That's when we have something that's actually special, a relationship. Yes, there's different kinds of relationships. Some are going to be closer than others. But we can get some close relationships because of what Kanye West, Candace Owens, and I'm assuming probably others will follow because of what they do. It could bridge gaps if we choose to allow it. If we choose the mindset that we are going to have the hard conversation and we're going to do it from a place of care. And we're going to provide empathy and love to the people in front of us because of their uniqueness in every way. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope this was helpful to spark the conversation. Let us know what you think and have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives.com. 
with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 